Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, and welcome back to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. I'm Anastasia, co-owner of Rise Women, and together with my awesome business partner, Jody, we are here to bring you another confidence-boosting episode. So firstly, thank you to everyone who's subscribed or downloaded or left us a review. We are so thrilled to be climbing the Apple Podcast chart. Uh, just to let you know, our goal is to get to number one. So please keep the reviews <laughs> coming so in. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, just so you know. Um, but really, I mean, aside from the charts, it, we just find it so valuable to get your feedback Um we love to hear what we're doing great. And if there's anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you'd like to change, just let us know. Uh, so I'm starting today, as you can hear, which is a little different, but it is exciting because I have a lot to say this time. <laughs> uh, this week, we're talking about a topic that is really important to me because, um, yeah, it's something that I've dealt with my entire life. But I think it's, you know, a lot of you will be able to resonate with it because we've all been there at one point or another. In this episode, we'll be chatting about ditching the guilt and accepting who you really are. So that includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and we'll also chat about what that can and will do for your confidence. But before we get into it, I would like to bring Jody into the conversation. And just in case you're joining us for the first time, Jodie's an author, she's a speaker, she's a killer confidence coach and my business partner in crime. So welcome back to our podcast, Jodie. Oh, I haven't had an introduction like that for a while. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> hello and hello to all our listeners. I'm so thrilled to be here again. We just love bringing these episodes to you. And I really love this week's topic because it's something that's relevant to me too. So I can't wait to share some of the ways that I've learned to accept myself. Awesome. I can't wait to hear your stories, mainly because I know what they are and <laughs> I think they're great. <laughs> great. Right. So let's kick it off. This week's topic is about acceptance. Now, I know this is something that we hear about all the time, that we should love ourselves and accept ourselves for who we are. But the truth is, most of us are still really struggling with this. I mean, how often are you confronted with something about yourself that you really hate and it has a serious impact on your confidence, but you just don't know what to do about it? Or how often do you find that there are things about yourself or your behaviors or even your habits that you dislike so much that you end up with unbelievable amounts of guilt or regret or even feelings of inadequacy yeah. around them? Uh, well, look, just like so many other women, I deal with this sort of thing all the time. So here's an example. Those of you who know me would know that I love shopping. Yes, right? you do. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it just makes me happy, uh, especially when I'm doing it in heels. That's a combination of my two favorite things. And <laughs> if I happen to be eating chocolate at the same time, that's like the trifecta. It's the trifecta, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what you might not know, or maybe you do, I don't know, is that I am not so great with my money management. I mean, I often say that I will never be a millionaire because I just love spending money too much. And here's the thing. I have spent years feeling guilty about this, about not keeping, you know, detailed budgeting spreadsheets and just regretting the fact that I didn't practice better money management skills earlier on in my life. I mean, I've often hated this about myself. And the worst part is my confidence in this area of my life has always been low uh, because of my attitude towards this. But over the years, I finally learned to accept that this is just part of who I am. 
and who I'm actually happy to be. And now I totally own it. And it doesn't impact my confidence levels anymore. Yeah, that's so great. I mean, it's really empowering and liberating when we can just like let go of all those feelings of guilt and regret. But and it's just it's so sad when women have these negative beliefs about themselves, especially when it leads to guilt and self-doubt because that will have an effect on all areas of their life. Yeah, that's so true. And that's exactly what happened to me. All right, so let me tell you a story about when I first realized this and what I did about it that absolutely changed my life. I would not be where I am today if I didn't do this thing 20 years ago. So picture this, it's the year 2000 and I am gearing up for a great big trip overseas with a really good friend of mine. I am 24. I just gave away my age. I'm 24. (laughs) I am loving life and I'm really looking forward to shopping in all these different cities around the world. As you do when you're 24. I know, right? Yeah. So our bags are packed and our first stop is Tokyo, which was phenomenal and we shopped. Then we head off to Italy and we hit up Rome and Florence and Venice and we shop some more. Uh, And then we got to the motherland, Greece, where again, you know, we, we swam and we shopped and we ate and drank and shopped and shopped. And I don't think my wallet was ever actually closed for longer than about five minutes. And my brand new credit card was used so often that my name started to wear off. It was that bad. (laughs) Anyway, fast forward to three months later, I return home with a fantastic tan, piles of gorgeous new stuff and a credit card balance the size of a small country's foreign debt. As you would. Yeah. So as you can imagine, I was just totally freaking out. Um, And I did some calculations and I went, right, if I work full time, maybe 70 or 80 hours a week, I might have it paid off by the time I'm, I don't know, 65. Oh, my God. I know. It was scary. It was a really scary scary thought. Yeah. Um, You must have had fun, though. Oh, my God. I had a ball. It was like the (laughs) best time ever. And the funny thing is, while I was shopping, didn't ever think about it. Never did the math while I was shopping. Only did it when I got home. Uh, Thankfully, my parents bailed me out. Uh, When I got back, they agreed to help me because they could see how much it was freaking me out. But only on the condition that I grab a pair of scissors and I cut that card up like my life depended on it. And I did. And the beauty of it is I've never looked back. Um, Because you see, I realized something about myself during that holiday. I had an insight into what my life would look like if I continued with this excessive spending habit and I hated it. So I had to make a call. And I also had to accept three very distinct things about myself. One, that I love to shop and I don't care what anyone thinks about that. Yes. Uh, Two, that the likelihood of me curbing my spending habits were (laughs) slim to none as long as I was shopping with someone else's money, you know, exorbitant interest rates or not. Yes. Um, And three was that credit cards and their interest rates are just not my friends. It was a realization. They're not many people's friends, really. No, but some people can kind of manage them as like those really annoying friends on the side. We just fight, right? Yeah. So I had to make a choice at that time in my life to just accept these things about myself. But I also had to choose and decide that it was my responsibility to do something about it so that they wouldn't continue to affect my life and my confidence in a negative way. So after I cut up that card, I swore that I would never own another one. And here I am 20 years later and I am proud to say still no credit card. Now, I don't trade in like, you know, nuts and stuff. I I use money. (laughs) Um, I just use my money. I use a debit card because I know that credit and I just don't work. Yeah. Um, And the moral to the story is whilst I still love shopping and I will still never be rich, I've learned to accept who I really am in this area of my life. And not only am I okay with it now, but it doesn't affect my confidence around money anymore. 
because you see, I chose to do something about it so that both my life and my confidence would no longer be impacted by my spending habits. And once I stopped fighting the reality of who I am, I was able to give up all that guilt and all that regret that went with it. And because it's worked, I mean, I find like, I feel like it's worked. It's given me the confidence I needed to apply this same technique to so many other areas of my life as well. Oh, I love that. And so basically you realize that you could either keep hating yourself about your spending habits, or you could make a conscious decision to accept it and actively put a process in place to create the outcome that you can live with and give you the confidence you need. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a great way to deal with something about yourself that you dislike, but that you can learn and accept and manage. And it's funny, I've actually got my own story about acceptance, which is kind of similar. So for those of you who know me, you know that I can, well, actually I am a highly (laughs) impatient person. When something needs to be done, I want it done yesterday and I just hate having to wait for things. Or even worse, I hate it when I'm anticipating something or working towards something and it feels like it's just taking forever to happen. Actually, everything feels like it's taking forever (laughs) to happen. And, you know, my funny example of this, which I, you know, this is, this will really explain to you how highly impatient I am, (laughs) was when I was trying to fall pregnant and, um, you know, it didn't happen the first month I tried. So by the second month, I was off to the Chinese herbalist and, <laughs> and working out what was wrong. And then I read a book that, you know, explained that there was probably a six or eight hour window of opportunity, really. A month. A month. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 this just isn't going to work. And, um, you know, and I think I basically fell pregnant by the third month after I was drinking all my Chinese herbs. And, um, you know, in those that that first those first sort of appointments you do with the midwives and the yeah. you know yeah your your pregnancy sort of on your pregnancy um, your obstetrician yeah, appointments yeah, yeah yeah and I sat down with this lady and they're going through your name and da, 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 you know all the questions and she said you know did it take you very long to get pregnant and I went oh. It did, Dal. It took me three months. <laughs> and you can see this woman's – I mean, I didn't understand it at that point, but you can see this woman just like look at me as though I was Who telling her a joke. <laughs> right. But you know what? Now, for look, that's, you know, so I am highly impatient. And, you know, look, I was – for a long time I was really down on myself for being such a highly impatient person. And, oh God, I remember – my mother always told me, look, Jody, you really need to be more patient. Like you need to learn patience. And I think about it, in an, I thought about it in a really negative way for a long time and felt like that it was a problem, right? Like there was yeah. something wrong with me. And I was frustrated. And I would often get, a, then I'd get offended by people who would want to point out this quality in me and it would affect my confidence because as long as I was thinking negatively about it and thinking that there was something wrong with me, I was sort of constantly coming down on myself. But, you know, none of this changed the fact that I was still a very impatient person. (laughs) I just like, look, I just like getting things done and I just don't like having to wait for them. Yeah. And then one day, you know what, I was coaching someone and this sort of always happens and we were talking about uh, them not being able to accept a certain personality trait that they had. And I sort of said to them, you know what, would it be so hard if you just accepted this about yourself and managed it? 
And honestly, it was like a light bulb moment. I then realized <laughs> that maybe I should be taking some of my own advice, you know, which so often happens in, in coaching. There's so many conversations I have with clients that go, geez, I might take that on myself. <laughs> and it occurred to me at this point that, you know what? I don't really care that I'm an impatient person because I like getting things done quickly and I just don't want to have to wait for things. And there are actually some really great benefits to being an impatient person because I do get things done quickly and I get into action fast. But, you know, it also does come with consequences, pretty much like everything though. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, why don't I just choose to accept myself as a highly impatient person and similar to your story, just learn to manage the consequences. You see, the problem here was not that I was impatient, but that I kept criticizing myself about it. And by constantly doing that, I was also allowing others to do it as well. Yeah. So I just got to the point where I just had to learn to accept the fact that, yes, I am a highly impatient woman. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But I've also had to learn to accept the consequences of being an impatient woman. And with that, I had to stop criticizing myself about it because it was taking its toll on my confidence. So instead, I taught myself to be content with the fact that this was a choice that I'd made and that I was happy with that you choice. You took control over it, right? Yeah. You owned I, it. It was, it was like, yeah, it was like yeah. I made this choice now. Yeah. So, you know, sure, I could keep wanting to change that personality trait about me, but I choose not to. Fair enough. (laughs) Because I was prepared to deal with the consequences of that. And you know what? I actually quite like being impatient. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Like I like shopping in heels with chocolate. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, if there's something about yourself that you think you dislike or that others tell you you should dislike, but you're actually okay with it then yeah, it really is liberating and empowering to let that go because then you can actually stop beating yourself up over it. Yeah, exactly. And this is something that, again, I talk to clients all the time about. Look, sometimes there will be things that you want to change because the consequences of being a certain way are not something that you want to continue dealing with. But the point is you either accept it or you change it, yeah. but you don't criticize yourself or feel guilty about it because that is what causes the damage. And you know what? Some and sometimes you just can't change it. You know, the only thing you can do is either accept it or criticize it, and then that's the choice is you know up to you. Yeah. And again, you know, this is something that uh, you know I've got the perfect example. The other thing I like that this. I had to <laughs> learn to accept about myself was my height. So you know. If you haven't seen us online or you don't actually have stood next to me or seen me in a presentation, <laughs> I'm actually just shy, shy, I'm actually just shy of being uh, six foot. And when I was younger, oh my God, I hated being so tall, mainly because I couldn't wear high heels with so many short men in the world. And, you know, even some always my, comes back to the most heels, of my girlfriends it? were short too. I mean, it was like, really, I should have hung around basketball stadiums a little more or something. <laughs> But, you know, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, height is something that you just can't change unless I'm prepared to, you know, chop off a couple of limbs below the knees. don't do that. (laughs) Then you can't wear heels. But what is the point of hating myself about that, right? Something that is something I can't change. And, you know, look, plus, look, I know there's a lot of you out there right now sighing and wishing that you were that tall, like going, oh, my God, you know, and I've had so many people go, 
oh, I wish I was as tall as you. Mm. You know, but the truth is there are there are consequences of, you know, being this tall and, you know, and everything really. There are always consequences that are really hard to see if you don't have that person's perspective or experience. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, like, the worst thing about growing up and being a teenager, being this tall, was that I had to buy shoes in special stores. Especially, I mean, we were in the 80s, girlfriend, so, you know, uh, there's a lot of department (laughs) stores that cater to (laughs) us now, us tall women, but that just wasn't available at that time. So, um, you know, mum used to have to take me into special stores as a teenager to buy shoes because my feet were too big to buy in department stores, you know, and buy all the the nice little heels that my friends were buying. And I honestly, I hated every minute of it. Plus, I used to be really conscious about wearing heels with my friends or, you know, out on dates, um, trying not to look taller than people. And then I realized just how ridiculous I was being. I mean, I just couldn't believe I was criticizing myself about something that I actually could not change. So I learned not only to accept my height, but also just to embrace it. And yes, look, I still wear heels and I love it. And of course, I I married someone taller than six foot. Of course you did. And you know what? I also help a lot of old ladies get things off high shelves. (laughs) Like that's just my thing in the world, right? Do you know my mum is little? She always says... Tall people are the slaves of the short people. We are. So we there are. You go. There's a lot of there's stuff, a consequence. There's for a you. lot of stuff in department stores at Woolworths where I'm pulling stuff off uh, <laughs> off shelves for little old ladies or short people. No, not even no, little no. old ladies. Just, just short, short people. people. <laughs> just short people, right? But you know what? I just finally stopped criticizing myself about it. I mean, the truth is, it doesn't work. So why criticize yourself over something that can't be changed, or over something that you you don't even really want to change? Right. Look, criticism is actually so damaging and can have lasting and negative effects on your confidence. So if you really want to be a confident woman, then I'm sorry, but the criticism has got to go. You see, criticism will never allow you to live your best life possible. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure we know that, right? Because it will always chip away at your confidence. So the key to accepting yourself is to firstly, let go of all criticism. And by that, I mean, not only criticism that goes on inside your head, but also the stuff that you put out into the world and and say about yourself. Yeah, totally. I, I know exactly what you mean. So for a long time, I mean, like pretty much all my life, there have been two things that I've always said about myself, both inside my own head and also out loud to others. Uh, Firstly, that technology and I don't get along. Everyone knows this. And secondly, that I have absolutely no sense of direction. Like there was a joke in my family that if I was blindfolded and spun around in my bedroom, I wouldn't be able to find the door. Like it was that bad. And I've always criticized myself about these two things. And what's worse, I've allowed others to do it too. But the fact is, and you know this about me now, Jodie, I'm not that bad with technology. No. Look, I mean, Google and Facebook won't be falling over themselves to hire me, but I can manage. Okay, I'm all right with that. I can do as much as I need to do. And look, I'm still baffled when people say stuff like drive in a southerly direction. I mean, really, (laughs) unless you are holding a compass, what does that actually mean? Uh, But I'm sick of making fun of myself about it. So now when people give me directions that I don't really care to understand, like I might look look like I'm listening but really I'm not I just kind of nod politely and then I just enter the address into my GPS just like everybody else does yep Suri's my best friend right (laughs) Uh, and I don't criticize myself about it anymore I've accepted it I 
I don't criticize myself for not knowing which direction south is or what Instagram's latest algorithm is. Yeah. I, I don't care anymore. No. Um, I mean, look, it's really great to recognize your strengths and it's wonderful to have a growth mindset about new things that you need to learn or that you want to learn. But sometimes it's also really reassuring and just a bit of a relief to just accept that you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be great at everything and you don't have to get everything right all the time. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, some things that you don't like in your life or about yourself, you can change without any major implications. And you know what? Even then, only if you really want to. But there are some things that you should be able to just accept about yourself because they are a big part of what makes you unique or maybe quirky or even funny. Yeah. And just as importantly, if there are things that you absolutely can't change about yourself, you know, for example, your height, <laughs> then you really just need to accept them. Stop criticizing yourself about them. And honestly, move on. I mean, the key is to find what works for you and what makes you happy, not what society or others expect from you. And remember, you know what? Criticism is totally pointless. So please just stop it. I mean, stop being so hard on yourself because it will get you nowhere. And the impact on your confidence, which is what we focus on clearly, is what is so destructive. Those those. You know, those words that you say, that thinking that you have, the, the constant criticism will totally undermine you in every area of your life. Yeah, that's so true. And look, it might be hard to break these habits initially, you know, like of, of falling back on those default statements that we all have. Like mine were always, I'm technologically challenged mm, and I yeah. have no idea where I'm going. They were yeah. just my go-to statements. Um, But you can practice this and you can make this one of your personal confidence building techniques. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, for example, a technique that I use when I want to stop criticizing myself about something is to regularly douse myself with a positive reinforcement or affirmation. Now, look, let me just say, (laughs) before everyone freaks out about the word affirmation, because I've heard so many times everyone just doesn't like the word affirmation. I don't know what it is. Sounds very airy-fairy. Look, I just want you to understand that everything you say to yourself is an affirmation. Correct. Because you're affirming it to yourself, right? Everything you say and everything you think determines the reality of your life. So therefore, all our thoughts and words are actually affirmations, either positive affirmations or negative affirmations mind blown mind blown right so I don't get it when you know people go oh I don't want to do affirmations I just I don't get it because everything you're you actually are already doing affirmations you're probably you know for example have you heard these thoughts to yourself right oh it's all too hard I'm going nowhere I have no confidence or even I'm technologically challenged I've heard that one. or I'm so impatient. These are affirmations, yep. right? Because you are affirming our belief about ourselves or yourself. They're not very empowering affirmations, but these are affirmations none, nonetheless. So before you decide that you really don't want to do affirmations, I want you to consider this, that you already are. The challenge is to just do them differently. And you know what? I, look, I really don't care what you want to call them. Call them 
positive statements or, you know, reinforcements or a brain tangent or a new thinking or whatever you like. It doesn't matter as long as you're doing them the right way. You know, you stop the internal criticism of yourself by changing the conversation that's going on in your head because this is the first step to accepting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Look, just give it a shot, right? Instead of telling yourself it's all too hard, which I know know, lots of us have this running around in our head, try saying something like, I can figure this out. Um, Or instead of saying, you know, I have no confidence, try I am a confident woman, even if you're not feeling it yet. Yeah. Um, So now like my example is instead of saying I'm technologically challenged, my go-to line is I've got this. Yeah. Even if it takes forever to figure it out and I still feel like I'm technologically challenged, I just won't say it anymore. It is I've got this. And instead of saying I've got no idea where I'm going, I will say thank God for GPS. It really, really doesn't matter what you call them as long as you change those negative criticisms to positive statements and then just keep at it. Yeah, you've got to rewrite it. And it's like the affirmations are one of the best ways to deal with your internal criticism. And look, I'm sure it's a topic that's going to come up, you know, in depth at a later stage. Yeah, totally. We can't blow your mind too much in one episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too much. So we'll do it in baby steps. But this has been a really great chat and I really hope that you all got something out of this. But if you got nothing else, then please just take this with you, please. Stop criticizing yourselves for things that you cannot change or for things that you don't want to change. It is counterproductive. It is destructive. It will not help you be the best version of yourself. It won't help you accept yourself and it won't help you be the confident woman that you really want to be. And you know what? What I also find is, you know, we've got to be the example. And, you know, we've got daughters. We, you know, many of our friends, you know, we've got like – but whether they're friends or your daughters or your even your sons or your kids or your friends, Colleagues, like yeah. the when we when and it you know when we have to be the example to accept ourselves and we want a world where people start accepting themselves more yeah. and not having to you know be so critical and down on themselves and all this stuff. Like we have to do that as an example to others, especially for our daughters and our kids. Yeah, yeah. How do you empower someone? How do you give someone the ability to believe in themselves if they can hear you doing the exact opposite? That's right? it. But especially verbal, like verbal criticism of ourselves, mm. is seen and we teach that. We yeah. teach that that's the way to Because kids to don't talk. do what we tell them no, to do. They do what they see us doing. But it's also, you know, I've had friends that are really, you know, get really down, really negative, you know, they talk really negative about themselves. And, you know, it's it's painful to watch. Yeah. It's it's painful because it, most of the, you know, most of the crap they're saying is not true. No, it <laughs> it's is crap. Just, yeah, yeah. It's the it's view, so it's this view they have of themselves, but it's not true. And it's, you know, and, you know, we all have bad days, right? We all have days where there's a bit of a whinge fest and, you yeah. know, you know the friends that you, you're best suited to to have the, <laughs> those yeah, yeah. with. But when it's continual and 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 it has longevity to it and it's like every time you meet that person is really consistency right down on themselves like it's got it it's draining being their friend so imagine what it's like being them and we've obviously talked about that in previous episodes about you know you don't i don't want to go and have spend time with people who are just down on themselves and down on the world 
you want to be with people who, again, are showing these sort of characteristics and supporting other other people, but, but also building themselves up and yeah. showing those techniques. Yeah, and the best way to help people do that is to display that behaviour yourself and give them, you know, you become what you can see, right? There's got to be that kind of vision there. So if you want to be an empowered person, you need to also be an empowering person. You need to give people that ability to see the best in themselves. And you can't do that by constantly criticizing yourself. No. It's not going to work. No. And that's what this podcast is. I mean, we want to share what what being a confident woman is so we can demonstrate and, and help people to, you know, to see that for themselves so that they yeah. can be confident women themselves you know that's that's what you know that's what we're here to do absolutely but if you've enjoyed this episode and look and look and i have to say initially thank you for all the subscribers thank you for leave please leave us a review if you can if you're enjoying this you know these conversations that we're having please go on and tell your friends and get them get them on um especially some of the episodes where you know that would really make an impact to to one of your friends um please do that we just want to continue to bring you the best kept secrets of confident women it really helps us and our listeners and we really want to get our message out to as many women as we possibly can because really who doesn't want more confidence right yeah exactly um Plus, you can head over to risewomen.com. There's so much more there. Check out all the other ways that we can help you be the confident woman you were born to be. There's resources. Um, We've got lots of different things that you can use. So just pick and choose what works for you. And until next time, remember, with confidence, anything is possible. Bye for now. See you later.